You're listening to Journal with Jenny. This podcast will give you ideas to apply writing and journaling strategies that will help you focus on what matters most to you while exploring some of life's big questions. This is your host, Jennifer Traster, a mom, wife, teacher, learner, and expert in using journaling and writing that will empower you to write your best life story and live it. Today, we are turning the pages of the stories we tell ourselves. Are they shackles or wings? In this episode, we're exploring how to own our stories through reflection. So the first thing is to accept your story. Recognize the power of personal narratives. And when you think about this, um, really ask yourself, How do you talk to yourself and how do you talk about yourself in your life? Because it matters immensely. Is it negative? Do you always have a little bit of a icky spin on it or a woe is me or why me? Now I understand there is a time and a place for that, but is this on the regular? You need to really think about how you talk to yourself, what's going on inside your head, and about yourself and your life. It's also crucial to maintain a realistic view of life and know that it's not necessarily going to be easy or without difficulty, but it's also important to know that your thoughts shape your reaction to what's within your control and beyond it. Also understand how our stories can shape our perceptions Being aware of our perceptions or how we've experienced events and how we narrate them in our lives is essential. This is the lens through which we view our world. So think about how you tell the story and is it true? Um, Whether it's about yourself or even somebody else, but also just think about the perception that you're putting out there, uh, not only to yourself, but to others through the stories you tell. So how do we rewrite any limiting beliefs into empowering ones? Because it's usually those limiting beliefs, even if we don't know it, they might be back in our subconscious and we don't even know they are sometimes writing the scripts um, of those stories that we tell or that we believe about ourselves. So here's a couple of practical strategies. So first, just like a framework to overcome these limiting beliefs that I use. And this is like constructing a mental map to navigate through the negative and reach on the other side to the more optimistic with and while maintaining a realistic view Life won't always be daisies and sunshine, but also you need to really think about how you're thinking about your life, your stories, and all of those things. So here's a framework for overcoming any limiting beliefs that might be skewing the stories that you have about yourself or tell about your life. So the first thing is to identify and acknowledge. So start by recognizing your limiting beliefs. 
These are often rooted in past experiences or learned behaviors. You need to acknowledge them without judgment. One I really struggle with is that I'm not enough. Like if I mess up or if somebody's disappointed in me or if I can't do all the things I want to do, because of course I want to be the best mom, the best writer, the best podcaster, just all the things. But sometimes when I fall short, I think, oh, I will never be enough. And that little, um, I, w- I grew up in the 80s, 90s, so I called it a tape. The tape inside of my head keeps rewinding and pressing play on I am not enough over and over and over again. So one thing is just to acknowledge them when that little voice inside your head starts up with that, um, where think like, where is this coming from? And is that true? So really the second step is then to challenge and analyze, question these beliefs. Are they based in facts or assumptions or feelings? Analyze their origin and how they've impacted your life decisions. Step three is to reframe and replace. Reframe each limiting belief with a positive, empowering belief. For example, change I can't do this to I can learn to do this with practice and time. Or where I may say, oh, I'm not enough. Um, I'll never be good enough for this. I will think of all the positive things that I've done or empowering things or acknowledge like all the effort I've put in it doesn't it's not just about accomplishments but just even that effort or the trying um it's so important to reframe and remember those pieces too depending on what your limiting belief is number four is to visualize and affirm so use visualization to see yourself acting under your new belief system Regularly affirm these new beliefs through positive self-talk or affirmations. For example, with the podcast, sometimes I don't speak as articulately as I'd like to, and that is something I struggle with in everyday life. Um, I think like some of my processing, I slows up when it comes out of my mouth, so the brain to my out of my mouth sometimes um, messes up or I screw up words or different things like that. So instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I am not good enough to have this podcast. What am I even thinking? Instead, I just think I am doing the best I can and I'm hoping to help others. And it takes the pressure off myself and helps me like recognize my purpose. My purpose is to help others. I want to get journaling prompts out there. I want to help others learn some of the things that I've learned. And I wish I would have learned them a long time before I was in my 40s or however old. So I focus on my purpose. And then I visualize myself just doing the thing, you know, just taking action and trying my best. And then I affirm, I can do that. I can do my best. Okay, so number five is to act and validate. This is just taking small, actionable steps that align with your new beliefs. And oftentimes for me, that is just to try my best and show up. 
Celebrate your small victories and use them as proof of your new empowering mindset. So today, I pretty much wrote the entire day. I was working on um, lots of content, podcasts, blogs, just different things. And um, I just want to celebrate myself for just taking the action and doing it. And when you do things like this and you're creating, you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, I'm just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. That's been my attitude this past year. So, um, but take whatever actions you need to and celebrate every little victory. So nothing is too small. Okay. The other thing and just accepting where we're at in life and who we are and our past and all our stories and things um, you might think it's silly, but honestly, cultivating a gratitude mindset has been a game changer for me. And gratitude isn't just about feeling thanks, thankful, but it really can reshape how you look at your life and reshape your narrative of, of who you are and who you say you are and what your life is. Even your relationships, it it's just changed a lot for me to practice gratitude. And I don't care if anybody thinks this is over talked about or overused or anything. It freaking works. So um, try it. So here's some practical steps towards cultivating a mindset of gratitude. So the first thing is just doing some daily gratitude journaling. And that's just if you could just dedicate a few minutes a day to writing things down you're grateful for, I like, I will usually do this in the morning, but I also will just jot down some things at night. Not always. And I don't, you know, shame myself for not doing it, but I do try to write it down. And if I don't write it, I think it, um, these can range from significant events to simple pleasures. So today I'm grateful that all three of my kids gave me big hugs. My husband did too. I love hugs and I'm so grateful for them. And I'm grateful I had a little bit of time with my youngest after school. And I'm grateful for this amazing water I've been drinking today too. Just little things. It means a lot. Okay. Um, second, have a gratitude reflection. So spend some time each week reflecting on the bigger picture of your life. Acknowledge the challenges, but focus on the growth and opportunities they've provided. Now, sometimes you need some space to do that, which I will talk about in just a minute. But if you're able to get there, if you can look at the big picture, and honestly, sometimes if I'm having a rough go or all this, um, quote unquote, bad thing, bad things are happening, um, or challenges. Sometimes I'm yelling at the sky. What is the lesson? What am I going to learn from this? This is so, I'm so sick of this. I'm done learning lessons. (laughs) So (laughs) I have my moments. Um, but as time and space is provided, I usually can see, okay, that's why I had to go through that. Um, but sometimes when you take like a bigger, um, lens, like, or a bigger scope, 
um, over your challenges, that can be helpful. Number three, express gratitude to others. So expressing gratitude to people in your life can be, this can be as simple as a thank you message or acknowledging someone's impact in your life. And I was fortunate enough last weekend to get to have a girlfriend get away with um, some of the friends, some of my friends from high school and college I've known for over 30 years. I am so grateful. I kept thinking that all the time that we were together. I'm so grateful. These I, They are amazing women. So amazing. I feel so lucky. We have loved each other and like been there for each other through so many things, so many trials and challenges, and also amazing and happy and joyful things too. And I am so grateful for them. And, you know, we're texting each other last night, how grateful we are for each other. And one of our friends who couldn't make it on the trip, I went to the mailbox today and she had sent me a card and a book and just, I'm just grateful. I have so many good people in my life and I make it a point to try to tell people that too. So when I got that book in the mail, I text her right away. I took a picture of the picture and told her how much that meant to me and how happy I am. She's my friend. So acknowledging those things will bring more of that to you. I honestly believe that bring more of the goodness and good people and good things. Okay. So for number four, mindfulness and appreciation. Practice mindfulness to stay present and appreciate the moment and find aspects to be grateful for even in everyday situations. So I can be a very task-oriented person. I am a Capricorn. I am all about checking off my list, getting things done. And I can sometimes forget to just be in the moment and like forget about the list and all the things I have to do. I also can, well, that can also hinder my creativity. So something I've started doing to just be more mindful is to go outside once a day and take a picture of something. And lately we've had a lot of snow, so it's been negative temperatures, but um, just doing that really is helpful to get me in the present moment. And it fills me with joy and happiness. And gratitude, of course. Okay, the last one, number five, set gratitude reminders. So set up regular reminders to pause and think of something you're grateful for. This can be through alarms, notes, or cues in your environment. So my friend Marika was on the podcast, gosh, it's been, I think it was this summer sometime, and she practices this, um, through setting a reminder on her phone. And I started doing it. So at four o'clock each day, I get a reminder on my phone and it says three hugs and an UG. So she will talk with her kids about this or she'll think about it. Um, you can just, I just oftentimes, like if my kids aren't around, I will just think to myself, like what, what are three hugs? So three things I'm grateful for and what's an UG? You know, what's something that's not so great that maybe, maybe I can problem solve through or make better for tomorrow. Um, I love that. And 
it always makes me smile when it comes up on my phone. And um, so if you want to use that little tip, I love that. Okay, so the other thing in just trying to own our stories through reflection and just being so mindful of them is to find resilience in adversity. Now, I kind of bristle at this a little bit. Um, I have this like back and forth feeling where I grew up with my dad saying, well, life is hard, you know, and, and not that he wasn't a kind, compassionate person, but he also didn't let me wallow very much because I could be someone in my feelings quite a bit. Um, so that was good for me to hear that. I do believe that because otherwise I could have just been totally in my feelings. But that being said, a lot of times I I hear this like moving on and uh, moving forward and having resilience and blah, blah, blah. But they don't talk about stopping to reflect. And for me, that's in my journal. But stopping to reflect and really process your feelings. I think there's a missing step a lot of times where we're not processing through the feelings. We're just having the grit and the all the things, you know, that was such a movement for a while while I was a teacher. But we also have to pause and, and reflect on it without getting stuck in it. So, um, so this is so key to being resilient, but like I said, we need to take time to get there to that resilience part where we look back and we can see the lessons. And I think it's important to state that you first have to reflect and process your thoughts and feelings before you can learn the lessons and power on and have the grit and keep moving forward. You know, that's the, we all have to do that because life just stinks and is hard sometimes, but, um, we also need to pause for a minute. So I really wanted to, to talk about that. And some, you know, sometimes, like I said, we need to wallow before moving on. Um, if you've been betrayed, you've lost your job, you feel abandoned, you're just overwhelmed, you need some time to process, but just don't stay stuck in it. And remember, journaling helps. Journaling helps you be reflectively resilient. I think I'm going to coin that term or something because um, for me, that's where it's at. That's how I figure it all out. Um, and I'm hoping that these podcasts, my blogs, like all the things really help you navigate life and help you be resilient and also find the joy and happiness in life too. And, and your purpose and how to go about making things happen. So as we wrap up today's episode, remember that your story is your strength. So it's time to pick up the pen and author your future for your journaling this week, consider these prompts. So write about a belief you've held about yourself that you want to change and why. And then the second prompt is to list three things you're grateful for in your life journey and why, no matter how small. And lastly, just if anything I said throughout this podcast resonated with you or you think, oh, I need to reflect on that, write about it in your journal. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you share 
if you'd like to share, um, reach out, email me. Um, there's ways to get to me through my website. I'm on Instagram. Just, I'm in a lot of places. So just send me a message. I'd love to hear from you and hear how this resonates with you. So thank you so much for joining me today on Journal with Jenny. And if today's episode resonated with you, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Share this episode with friends who might find strength in their own stories and they may need to hear this message. And until next time, keep journaling, keep growing, and keep owning your life story. Mm -hmm.